Nine o'clock on a Saturday morning means it's dead set legends time. The former skipper of the Brisbane Lions and then come down here at the Port Adelaide Power. Tommy Rockcliffe, hello, mate. Good morning. Good morning, Adelaide. Absolutely dominated in Port Adelaide colours, didn't I? <laughs> yes, mate. I love that. Hey, debut last night on Fox Footy. We're going to have to get to that very, very shortly. It was smooth from our man, Fergie, as I welcome you. 6.30 I left this morning, mate. I had to get in here early and I tell you what, the sun was peeping over the hills already. It's dead set legends time. Well, it is. That's right. It's a magnificent Saturday, so good luck to everyone out there playing their uh, finals. We've got netball, football. There's a lot happening out there. For sure. There's been a lot happening in the world of sport. There's been dodgy mad Mondays. There's been Rocky's (laughs) Rocky's debut last night on Fox was a huge highlight. Uh, But we've got a few interesting segments coming up today. We're going to talk a bit about some of the biggest chokes in sport because there's one right on our doorstep that we need to get to. Well, there is. So Carlton have gone 8-2 to start the year and missed the 8, which is incredible. All they had to do was knock over the Crows at Adelaide Mm -hmm. Oval and then they lost lost four on the bounce, really. So it was uh, quite crazy. So we're going to open up the phones on that. one triple three five three. the biggest chokes of all time. And, yeah, what happened on Mad Monday? The Glen Waverley boys. Holy hell. That's that's going to areas I've never... Uh, yeah. seen on Mad Monday let me give you that yeah, that's uh, real Meadows oh, type oh, of no no no, no, no. I, I don't think so I think I wish that that time again to be fair <laughs> um, Matty Clark's going to join us next the coach of the AFLW side of the Adelaide Crows no good last night Rocky's going to give us all the insight he was down there on the boundary for Fox footy but yeah Matty Clark gives us all the details on that very very shortly also today boys 1.30 do not miss it 1997 recall of the grand oh. final it is brilliant Tyson Edwards joins us before 10 triple Eight minutes past nine o'clock, 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. 258 games to this man's name. A very, very good ruckman in the AFL system and now doing a fantastic job as the head coach of the AFLW side of the Crows. Matty Clark joins us. G'day, Matty. How are you, mate? I'm going all right, boys. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's good. Now, obviously, a bit of a, a tough result to kick things off for the season last night, mate. Melbourne, too good in the end. What were the takeouts of the game? Oh, pretty much that. That They were just a bit too good for us on the night. Um, it's a pretty good level of footy. It can be up for a fair while, but uh, clearly uh, we got beaten in most areas of the game, to be honest, particularly around the contest. So anytime you don't get that bit done, then you're usually in a bit of strife. Yeah. I thought the pressure was outstanding from your girls last night, mate. The tackling was intense, and I think you ended up doubling uh, Melbourne in that area. But Chelsea Randall's the one I want to speak about. She was like Mrs. Fixit last night. She was full-back, centre-half back. She, she was in the centre square, centre-half forward, full forward. She played everywhere. Was that a plan going into the game, or was that just to try and plug holes and give the opposition a different look? Yeah, well, uh, Chelsea's trained through the midfield a bit more this pre-season, so there was always an intent for her to play some footy through there this, this year. Um, in truth, we probably would have rather not gone to it immediately, but yeah, we just felt, as I said, the contest was just not where we wanted to be. I agree, the pressure was good, but sometimes you're uh, tackling because they've got the ball, so that was the case last night. And uh, and yeah, so we moved Chelsea around a little bit to try and try and help us out. Matty, who impressed you uh, last night? Obviously, it was a tough result, but uh, what did you like, and, and, and who in particular impressed? Uh, yeah, well, they've had, a, they've had a really strong pre-season. They've trained you know, exceptionally hard. Um, and then, obviously, when you have a, a, a night like that, you can sometimes yeah, dwell on the negatives. So, mm. But there were, there, were some, there were some positives. Obviously, Ash's ability to impact on the scoreboard. I thought um, you know, our, our forward group in general actually battled pretty hard. We, we didn't use the ball particularly well to them, but uh, Danielle and Ash and, and some of the younger ones, Abby Bala came in and had moments, which were good. 
And then our wings, our wings were pretty strong as well. So Eloise Jones, um, Stevie Lee working up and down the ground, and, and Matty Newman. But you know, if I look at it across the whole board, unfortunately, it was it was one where, as a collective, we probably just didn't bring the level of uh, of execution and, and intensity that we'd want. Of course, that's Ash Woodland. She ended up with the three goals last night. With Erin Phillips leaving, has it left a little bit of a hole in that forward structure? We've seen that you dominated the inside 50s in that first quarter against Melbourne, but you just couldn't hit the scoreboard when you went forward. I think you only got the one shot from the nine entries. Yeah, it's more, I think, less about the, the forward as, forwards as they were structuring up and probably just our execution to them. So we, we generally just played pretty straight line and you do need to take the ball slightly off the line um, against good defensive sides, which we which we weren't able to do. So, yeah, it'll be the obvious question until we, we remedy it and kick a score. But, um, no, I think as a, as a group, we've got, we've got enough talent down there to, to kick uh, winning titles. Certainly was that way. You played your style and Melbourne played theirs. We know that they like to handball the ball a lot more than they kick. You play that more direct footy, but you need to shift the angles a little bit more. But they put a fair bit of time last night in a Sarah Allen at full back. Daisy Pierce did a fair bit of work and Ed Marinoff as well. Is that something you expect to continue on the season to take out two of your big guns? Yeah, well, that's the challenge, isn't it? I mean, uh, in, in the end, it's a team game. So, you know, we need to be good enough to, to manage through that. And clearly, you know, individuals that get pressure put on them, that's, that's, that's for them to work through, but also for us as a team to say, well, wait a minute, we've got, you know, we've got, eight, we've got 16 players out here. It shouldn't, shouldn't fall to, to one or two. So you've got Richmond next week, Matty, obviously. Uh, do you sit down and have a look at them tomorrow, taking on the Geelong Cats? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, so uh, they're, they're a developing side. We haven't actually played them yet in the competition. It's uh, uh, an anomaly of the, the way the system is set up yep. that they've been in the comp for a few years, but we haven't had a go against them. So we'll have a really good look uh, tomorrow. And then uh, their, their midfield is probably their, their great strength. So uh, Monique Conti is you know one of the standout players in the competition. Uh, Ellie McKenzie is the number one draft pick uh, a couple of years ago. So they've yep. got some high-end talent through there. So we'll, uh, we'll need to be on our, be- on our game, and clearly we need to respond pretty quickly because 10-game season, you don't get too many chances to, uh, to, to mess up. And Matty, just quickly, I'm a Roosters man, so uh, being a North Adelaide Rooster, I will keep an eye on Ash Woodland. Uh, how do you see her future? Because um, she looks like she's showing plenty of talent and, and uh, ability early. Yeah, well, it's a great. I mean, it's a great story of uh, perseverance. She uh, wasn't drafted initially. Went over to Melbourne, had one year, uh, didn't have a great experience over there. Came home, and then from there, it's just worked really, really hard. And and obviously is now sort of reaping the benefits of that. Um, you know, was the leading goal kicker in the league last season, and and clearly has, has started well again. But you know, hopefully we're not too reliant on one individual. That's probably not the model we're trying to build. But she's certainly uh, she's certainly building a, a really strong career. And before we let you go, Doc, what's on today, mate? What does today hold? I'm just down the road, actually. I'm walking the dog, uh, and I'm about to go and watch uh, my daughter play netball down at the uh, Anzac Highway ah, um, netball ground. So, nice. yeah, so I'll put the dog back in the car. Yep. She'll look, she'll look at me forlornly, and then I'll uh, go over <laughs> and watch some, uh, watch yeah. some netty. Ah, no, all, your, all the best to your daughter, and thanks so much for jumping on the Dead Set Legends. Have a great day, boys. Yeah. Cheers. Beautiful. Yes, Love that. That's the uh, AFLW coach of the Adelaide Crows, Matty Clark. Coming up next, uh, Fergie, something's happened in your household throughout the week. Yeah, there's been an issue. It's actually one we've uh, come across before in this studio, so yep. we're going to have to talk oh, about no. it because there's been some damage to the internal area of yep. the house. What happened to Rocky at about two months ago, and you roared yourself with laughter. Couldn't believe how funny I found it. Yep. <laughs> it's not so funny now. And now the egg's on the noggin. We'll get all the details very, very shortly. Tyson Edwards to join us after 9.30 to talk about the recall of the 1997 Grand Final versus the St Kilda Football Club. Hear that live at 1.30 today.
Triple M. Dead Set Legends. 104.7 Triple M. Tom Rockliffe, Cal Ferguson, and Tom are here until 11.30 today. And then Triple M will be rocking football. The rub into the 1997 recall. Versus the St. Saint, uh, Kilda Football Club, I should say. The Premiership hero, Darren Jarman, is involved. Tyson Edwards, Mark Rusciuto, Yada, Chris Dittmar. It's oh, going to be superb yeah, good. from a 1.30 today. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yes, well, again, this is one of our favourite segments, isn't it? It's, it's right up there with uh, Special Investigations, um, Rocky's Rocky Week. Oh, yeah. Well, we're back with Home and Away. And look, it was a, it was a tough week or two in the household uh, in Goodwood for the Fergusons um, because we've, we've been without a big screen TV. Oh. Now, I'll run you through. The incident, I'm still recovering, mm. um, still a little bit emotionally sore at the... The lack of big screen activity I've, I've had at my disposal recently. Ree's been getting a little grumpy at me. Uh, you know, there's a fair bit of uh, blame being laid at my feet, and this is why. Um, I was left one out with two kids under two. Oh, Layla's just hit two, but yeah, under the, right under the pump at home. And Rocky will attest to this, bedtime is chaotic. It's all happening. Uh, bath time leading in. Plenty on. Bath time, dinner time, in the bath time, mm. in the bedtime is one of the hardest Hardest things a parent can go through, particularly for a dad by himself. Yeah. The yeah. the mums out there do an outstanding job. Oh, they, they don't cruise complain. through it, don't they? <laughs> Us blokes, we really They make it look struggle. easy. Oh. How do they do it? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. know how they do it. <laughs> Tip the hat to them. Oh, absolutely. So anyway, I thought I was going all right. I was cruising, you know, bath time, kids love it. Spencer had a quick one, wanted out. Layla, just... Having a having a how, fantastic. How time old in the Spence bar. now? Spence is about nine months now. Nine and, months. And but as much as anything, he loves watching Layla carry on like a pork chop in the bath. Perfect. Like just loves it. Fantastic. So he sits there with a smile on his face, uh, cheesy grin, and and we're going beautifully. So get them both out, and it's time to put Spencer down. Yep. And and Layla now gets involved. Oh. So we we sing together to Spencer while he's having his bottle, just to ease him in and and quieten him down. And what do you sing? All sorts of things. Give us a little I'm bit. not giving you anything. Give us a little yeah, bit. I'm giving you zero. Yeah, well, give us well a, bit. a little bit of Humpty Dumpty. Oh, there you go. Give us yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, there. Yeah, come on. Here Rockabye Baby. Yeah, I like Sing it. a bit for us. All the come classics. On. I don't have the voice for that. Come on. Give me, like, let me tell you. You do, do not want to hear <laughs> me a little sing. tune. However, anyway, we're going beautifully. Layla's involved. Giving him a little pat while he's sitting on my lap. It's all going magnificently. Anyway, Layla gets up, gets a giggle on and runs out of the room. And I think, no worries. Spencer will finish his bottle. She comes back into the room, mm-hmm. big smile on her face, mini golf club in her hand. Oh. Where's that come from? <laughs> oh dear. Where she found that? Because they're outside. I'll tell you where she got it. She's got, she's climbed out of the dog door. Oh no. Out onto the, <laughs> our fresco out the back oh, wow. and brought a golf club in. That's where they were. Because I, I went out there afterwards and was like, what's going on? Where's that? She's gone out the dog door. And the old Houdini. Yeah. Because the golf clubs are everywhere <laughs> on the patio out the back. They are everywhere. Anyway. Oh, and it's so a anyway. big patio too, oh, isn't it? Oh, right? oh, settle down, you bugs. <laughs> anyway, so huge. she's come back in with a huge smile on her face, wanders back out and I hear some bat, you know, battering and clanging oh, and all no. sorts going on out there. And I'm like, oh gosh, where's she gone now? Anyway, she comes back in without the golf club, no problems. Uh, Spencer goes down, and uh, Layla yep. starts losing it. Like tears, there's all sorts happening. She's getting a bit of emotion. I'm not sure what's happening, but she's just she started to lose a bit. Finally get her down. It's 
been a long night. Rocky will attest to this. Yeah. You just feel like you can't, you, you can't, cannot get any heavier on the couch, mm. honestly. You don't want to move all night. You get your phone out, you order, you're grilled, and that's it. <laughs> I turn the big screen TV on, and there's a little bit of a... And a oh, spark in no, no. And then there's this big black line straight through the middle of my TV. Oh, wow. Straight through the middle of it. So she... I can't see a bloody thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I cannot see a bloody thing. I'm blowing up. What's happened? And there's the golf clubs. Right there. The foot of the TV. It's <laughs> just going whack. Bang. Golf clubs straight through. just pots and pans that were getting battered around out there. <laughs> she was taking the long stick straight to the big screen TV. Hang on. The thing I'm most interested in is the singing, to be honest. Oh. The singing to, to your kids. So you're a Humpty Dumpty man. It's a bit of Humpty Dumpty yeah. there, yeah. Well, my male rock, when he tries to put young Jack to sleep, Robbie Williams and Angels. That's waking people in their graves. That's child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M. <laughs> Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on listener. It's the dead set legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. And I'll tell you what, boys, the text line's always open on 04885-1047. Make sure you hit us up. Now, we've got the BBL draft. Cricket season is on our doorstep, and I'm getting a bit excited. I'm not sure about you guys. Oh, but yeah. uh, Look, for all the controversy that surrounded the BBL, this is exciting, I think, the BBL draft. We've got... Uh, well, we've got some big names involved, and I look, I've been a, a little bit uh, concerned about um, just how much of the high-end talent we'd end up with here at the BBL. I think it's a strong contingent in the top 10 to 15 players, if I'm honest. So just explain the draft for the yeah. first-time listeners out there as well, because it's a new thing that's come in, and it it, it's been used overseas, and we've adopted it here in Australia. Yeah, we have, and it's a slightly different version to what you'd see over at the IPL, but it's still quite exciting. So basically, uh, players will nominate... Uh, for the BBL draft, and they'll nominate in either the gold, silver, or bronze categories. Mm -hmm. Now, CA will then, out of those um, names that have been nominated, choose which players will go into the platinum category. Okay. Um, so that's basically the first round is uh, picks one to nine. Yep. Uh, so uh, there's four rounds, and clubs may elect to pass on any uh, any pick that they have, uh, and they could they might do that because they know they've got another pick in the next round and no one else is going to pick the player they want with the next one, so they'll get the player cheaper mm. by taking them later. Mm -hmm. um, but they must pick two to three players. Okay. Have to pick two. Now, the draft order was selected via lottery, like you would see uh, maybe in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. um, so the picks I'll give you from one to nine in order are number one, the Renegades, two stars, three heat, four strikers. Five sixes, scorches at six, seven thunder, eight hurricanes, nine heat. Mm -hmm. Now, the Adelaide Strikers, um, I can tell you who they who they will pick with no doubt whatsoever, and mm -hmm. it and it won't be this team picking at number four. Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> it will definitely. Oh, no. Not be the Adelaide Crows entering on, the BBL this year. Was that Greg Blewett? That, that was, was Greg Blewett. What did he night. say again? Sorry? What he said was this. Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. Oh, as a Where, small forward. <laughs> Him and Isaac Rankin. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Rashid Khan backs himself in most areas of sport. Khan I mean, he... Rashid Rankin, look out. 
<laughs> what a Ford line. Like, <laughs> we heard it throughout the week. Destination Club. <laughs> John Olsen said it. Yeah. Rashid Khan. <laughs> We'll go to the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, where are we at? Oh. Where are the rush hour at? Can you, can you explain oh to me goodness. how he gets to number four, though? Because you'd expect yes. um, he would go number one to the Renegades. Yeah, that's that's a very good question. So basically what will happen is, I believe, the Renegades will try to pick Rashid Khan with the first pick. Yep. Because it'll suit their conditions. What will then happen is the Adelaide Strikers will use their retention card. Now, every club has a retention card to hold on to a player that has played with them for a number of years previously or last season. Now, the Strikers will have that batten up in a flash. Jason Gillespie will be jumping in his seat, yep. making sure everyone sees him so that they make sure they get Rashid Khan to the Adelaide Strikers. But if you're a Renegades fan, you have a crack. Absolutely. Don't you? You have to. Yeah. Because you just don't know. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it gets the strikers to take their pick earlier and then they can't retain another player they've had in the past. Okay. So that's the smart play. I actually think the Renegades will then take Trent Bolt from, from New Zealand because yep, I okay. think he suits he suits their conditions. It swings under the, um, under the roof there mm -hmm. when the conditions aren't right and they have to close it. Um, it's usually got a bit in it. I'll give you the, the picks that I think will go in the top four. I think it'll be Trent Bolt. Then I think the Stars will take Andre Russell yep. at two. He's Trey played Russ. for them recently. Yep. And he is just a, a, a wrecking ball, that guy. And he'll play well there and has played there previously. Then I think the Heat will take Faf Duplessis. Yes. We know what they are. They're, they're a lottery, the Heat. Yeah. And they've gone hard from ball one for a long, long time. They won a tournament under Darren Lehman a long time ago and mm. Chris Lynn. Who are they taking? Sorry, since. the Heat, did you say? They're going to take Faf Duplessis. Okay. Yeah, how would you pronounce that? No, I was, I was just asking. I missed who, who you said. <laughs> yep. That's okay. And then I think, um, obviously, um, at four, the, the strikers yep. are going to end up with Rashid Khan. So they're the, and Liam Livingston might be the one that the, the Sixers take next. Yep. Um, I'm not too sure, but he'd be the next hottest property with the bat, I'd say. Well, this would be good. I'm looking forward to this. But how do you see the strikers playing out this year? And we can speak to this with Chris Lynn. But, you know, you have a lineup with Chris Lynn and Rashid Khan. You're at the pecking order, I would have thought. They'll be at the business end. Yeah, you're I, I'm, I'm convinced they'll be in the top four. I thought they played really, really well in the second half of last year. I didn't think they'd quite got their uh, list management right, mm -hmm. but they found um, they found a couple of players, Matt Short in particular, who really showed a lot of development, and and I think he was key because he bowled some overs but batted beautifully at the top of the order. With Chris Lynn coming in, he's an extra overseas player. Yep. They are going to be flying. I like it, Fergie. Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, eight minutes away from at 10 o'clock. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom Owen. Boys, 1.30 today. Do not miss it. The Adelaide Crows take on the St Kilda Football oh, Club yes. in the 1997 Grand Final recall. And one of the callers who was fantastic on the day himself is Tyson Edwards. And he joins us right now. Ty's, hello, mate. Always good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Ah, mate, must have been a thrill to come into Triple M, obviously, last week and, and call the game, and uh, it would have uh, brought back so many memories, I bet. Yeah, no, it was, it was good, actually. It's probably the first time you sort of look at it with any, you know, with sort of different eyes as far as a bit more in-depth, and, uh, yeah, you pick up a few different things on the day that you didn't sort of notice. Um, but, yeah, good to look back on it. It was obviously a, a fantastic day for the footy club and to be the first uh, the first team to win uh, a premiership is always um, uh, good to look back on for sure. Tyson, Tom Rockliffe here. I want to know who was the best to party with after oh, that grand final. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, uh, it was a big week. And, and because the, um, 
the guys uh, with no one had really been through it before. Darren Jarman was the only one that he was obviously on the call as well. He's the only one that uh, that uh, had been through it before, so it was all new for us. And um, yeah, Darren did quite well, I must admit. He um, he, he was uh, there was there was uh, I actually missed the um, the uh, parade, uh, not the parade. The um, where did we go uh, at the showgrounds the day after? I um, I, I missed that uh, event, but. Uh, Nah, look, it was it was great fun. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's obviously what we all dream to do, and, and to do it with the team is, is is fantastic. So, no, we definitely had a good time, that's for sure. And uh, Tyson, it's Callum Ferguson here. I'm interested to know a bit more about the game. Unlike Rocky, uh, he's, <laughs> I thought I'd be asking the funny questions or Tomo, but uh, I'll get serious with you. Look, you guys were down at at half time. Um, I'm interested to know, you know, what Blighty came up with to to really fire up for the second half because it was a big second half. Let's face it. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we we started the game quite well actually, and and um, and then it, it steadied, steadied a little bit, and then St Kilda started to get a little bit of momentum, and yeah, we were down a bit. Um, Blighty uh, did make a few moves at half time. Uh, he uh, had a gave a rev to a few guys. He, he had, we thought we were going to get some advantage in the ruck because um, St Kilda were sort of decimated in that that area, and he gave Rennie a sly little comment oh, at half time yeah. to okay. buy him up a bit, uh, and actually pulled him off just before half time. He's sitting wow. on the bench. Uh, which was a big move, um, and that did get Rennie going. I think if um, you know if anyone's watching it back and obviously listening in the call, you'll you'll certainly hear Rennie um, up the ante a bit and, and certainly get on top in the in the ruck area. And Chatty Rintoul got a fair spray to it. <laughs> 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 after time, he was one that copped it. But after that, he was actually pretty positive about. He made a couple of moves, um, positional changes, and and you know Darren and Simon Goodwin had a bit of a thing going in the midfield, which sort of freed up Goody to to get. You know, get a bit more of the ball and use it going forward, and yeah, we um, we yeah we started to get our mojo going a little bit, and then obviously in the in the last quarter it was the it was a DJ Armand show, and we all sat back and just tried to kick it into it. Tyson, I'm keen to know about you personally, mate. Four seasons in, it was just over fifty games, and you had two flags under your belt. You must have thought this caper was easy as hell. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> um, and I was just sort of. Just starting to, I guess, not really cement a spot, but getting it a little bit closer to cementing a, a spot on the team. So I was still sort of a, very much a young pup, and to win two premierships was was ridiculous, to be yep. honest. And and yet, did, did expect that we'd be back there quite a few more times um, going forward. Cause still had a pretty young group, had a pretty good mix of age uh, demographic, so and and some really quality players um, coming through, and and played at quite a few prelims after that, but never got back there, obviously. So. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was it was a great great time, and um, you know, obviously with Blighty, it was a pretty short time. He was only there for three years and won two flags and, mm. and did his thing. But mm. uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a fantastic period for the footy club. Tice, I want to fast forward twenty five years and uh, get your thoughts on the Crow season this year. How did you you view that season? Uh, yeah, sort of. It was, I think they did improve in in some areas. I would have loved to have seen them play some of their kids a little bit more, particularly probably early in the season, just to get some games into them. Because um, I think that's so important going forward. I mean, I, I sort of have a bit of more of a long term look on the on the Crows and, and trying to get games into those kids. And you know, for example, I didn't see Luke Paddle enough in the in the midfield playing at, at AFL level. And I know they've got to be ready. And I haven't looked at them closely in the sample to see how those guys are going, but. Um, but I think there's, you know, there's some improvement. I mean, Dawson obviously is, is, has proven to be a, a great pickup, and, and and what we're hearing is a bit of a leader of the club as well. So it could be uh, one of the guys that um, pushed forward to take over the captaincy at some stage, from what we're hearing. But um, yeah, good. I mean, Philip Bob was good to see him get some games, look comfortable now at the level. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, for their sake, that, uh, that there's, there's there's more to come. 
the ranking one's interesting for me. Yeah. I'm not playing someone that much money who hasn't really done anything yet. I know he's a super talent, but um, for a Ford, mm. uh, Ford, that's that's. I know they've got some dollars to spend, but I, I probably wouldn't be throwing that much cash if, if it's true. Um, but he is a super talent, obviously, an FA lad, so um, I'm sure he'll do really well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, and that's probably not the only fish they're trying to go after as well. I think they've got a bit of money to play with, so we'll, we'll see what's next. We're talking ranking 800. I think DJ's worth 3.2 mil that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, that's just for one game too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's, all you, that's all you needed him for. Oh. But, yeah, it's a lot of money for a kid who hasn't really done much yep. yet. Uh, yeah, I know there's, they're sort of relying on him to... And he has improved this year. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but there's going to be some pressure on him. You know, you don't come. It doesn't come with uh, just come free a, a free flowing game where you just mm. do your thing and have some um, inconsistent performances. And that's what you tend to do playing his position. I know they're looking for him to play a bit more midfield, but uh, playing forward and having all the attention in Adelaide on him, uh, that comes with big expectations. So hopefully, he can handle it. Love your stuff, Ty. Thanks so much for jumping on board the call and jumping on board the Dead Set Legends this morning. Good on you, lads. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Appreciate that. Now, coming up very, very shortly, Fergus. Our man made it onto the big box last night. Oh, didn't he? Debuted on Fox Footy, and we are going to dissect every little bit of it next. Was the camera slimming? He had the suit on as well. (laughs) Unbelievable. They say the camera sort of adds 10. (laughs) I would have said 15 last night. I didn't say say that. Great singing, Rocky. Seven minutes away from 10 o'clock, 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Chris Lynn joins us just after 10 o'clock this morning. What a scoop for the Adelaide Strikers. How good, Fergie? Oh, it's huge. I I still reckon he's up there with any of the talent that's in the the overseas draft. So Mm. they've effectively got an extra overseas player. He's huge um, from a match-winning standpoint. Uh, we chat to him just after the hour. Yep, should be brilliant. But now we've got to dissect what happened with our man last night, Rocky. And we've oh. been we've been riding the coattails of our man all year. <laughs> Haven't we? And, and <laughs> ever since the Clarkson news. And any ability we get to pump our man up, we take it. We're, well, we go full steam ahead with it, Fergie. That's what we're about. We're <laughs> this man is officially airborne. <laughs> yes. He's got the cape on. Uh, Super Rock. He's Here do- we go. What's coming? He's doing he's things flying. for garage doors. Yep. He is absolutely you everywhere around, man. And make sure you check him out on Insta as well. <laughs> flying. <laughs> Yeah, but That's last right. night it wasn't just the social media. He was he was big on the big screen, and uh, I I don't know about you, but I, I actually rang you yesterday afternoon, Fergie. I said, cannot wait to swing through the drive-through, grab a six-pack of stubs, yep. and watch our man strutty stuff on the yeah, big, big that screen. Coupled with a box of popcorn, we're <laughs> yeah. ready to go. Don't yep. worry about that. And he was crisp. He oh. was flying early. Well, have a listen to him before. This is pre-game, okay? Yeah. Have a listen. To, he is flying, our man. Well, it's not just us three tonight. Tom Rockcliffe is part of our commentary team, and he's on the ground there in. Adelaide. Uh, Tom, you want to put the Melbourne leaders on watch tonight? Yeah, I certainly do, Kath. I think Libby Birch spoke about it this week that the uh, Melbourne Demons leadership group got together with some senior players and watched the first 10 minutes back of that grand final and what their lessons learned out of that. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out tonight. You're all over it, Tom. You hear that from Kath Lachlan and anyone that knows Tom Rockcliffe in the media circles does his homework. That's right. Well organised. He's got it all mapped out. Um, Whether it's a story, whether it's his stats, they're all written out beautifully and Different colours you do, don't you, Rock? Yeah, different colours, highlighters, (laughs) four-colour pen. It's like the cricket scorer that's got a different colour for everything on the scorecard. He's ready to go, our man. So that was pre-game, he was flying, and then post-game, he was actually very good too. Have a listen. Yep. We've got Taylor Hanks down here. Congratulations. A little bit of grand final redemption. 
Yeah, a little bit. I think um, it does sort of sit in your stomach a little bit. And uh, we've got a lot of history with the Crows, but it sort of wasn't our intention today. We just wanted to know that it's a new season and um, we're just trying to up our game from last year. 17 disposals and a goal for you tonight. Did you get the, a, a little job on Ebony Marinoff to curb her influences around stoppages? Um, I have in the past, but not really today. Look at that. Knowledgeable, crisp, concise. I, I can't questions. remember what I did at halftime. Did I stuff up? There's something a coming. Lot of there's jo- a, no, no, there's a clip coming. Why would you say that? We're, we're building up. We're that's putting, what we're about here. Because I, well, I only watched the start of it and the end of it. <laughs> and I just thought, this is just supreme from our oh, man. It's just flying. So this morning, I just thought, you know what? I'll just have a look at halftime just yep. to see if there is anything else. Because I want to pump him up in that's threes. Right. Make we, sure. We've done... We've done... <laughs> We've done, <laughs> we've, we've done two and have a listen to the third. I think Randall laid a big one on Harris and, and their pressure at ground level is really sensational at the moment. It certainly has been hot. There's the gap! <laughs> What's going on? on? What, what happened there, Rock? Oh, I finished up. I had music playing in my <laughs> ear and uh, we didn't know at ground level. So sensational at the moment. Certainly has. Did you check the battery on your mic? <laughs> well, it must have been. I'll tell you what I did. A technical issue, clearly. No. I'll tell you what I did. I started to rise out of my seat because I thought there was a minute's silence for someone that we just hadn't heard about yet. <laughs> I didn't see many black armbands, <laughs> Fergie. There was no black armbands, Tomo. <laughs> Sally's no more gaps. <laughs> Sensational at the moment. <laughs> I was waiting for my TV to tell me we lost signal. It certainly has. You don't even have a TV. <laughs> we do now. <laughs> Triple M. 10 past 10 o'clock, 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 this morning. A massive, massive signing out of the City of Churches. The Adelaide Strikers got their man in Chris Lynn. He's been the face of T20 cricket for Australia and he joins us right now. Linny, hello, mate. Morning, lads. How are we? Oh, mate, not as good as you. Square boundary short at flat deck, mate, and a truckload of cash. How good? <laughs> uh, yeah, to sum it up, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. Um, obviously, a great privilege to be still be a part of the BBL. Um, glad, glad it come to a, a really good outcome with Cricket Australia as well. So uh, couldn't be happier and uh, looking forward to getting down to Adelaide come uh, December. You don't sound all that healthy this morning, Chris. Obviously, uh, with the new baby, Lily, she's keeping you up at night? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Changing nappies, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> I might, might have had a little head wedding last night with a couple Ooh, of lads. Oh, yeah. fantastic. It's been smooth sailing. Smooth sailing so far. Just have another one and see how you go with two, <laughs> is my advice. Linny, the, the strikers, how did it end up being them and not someone else? Um, just the way uh, Tim Nielsen and, and Dizzy Gillespie... You know, that was so proactive and cooperation was, was next level. And um, to be honest, I didn't have that many uh, offers before I went to England and then went over to play the T20 Blast and, and had a really good tournament. And then Adelaide were interested. And um, obviously the, the stories going around with going to UAE, that's, <clears throat> that was high priority for me. And um, yeah, somehow Cricket Australia uh, found a way to, to let me play 11 games for the Strikers. And obviously it's a, it's a good move. And I'm... No, you want to spend Christmas with 
home, right? Obviously, the UAE is great, mm. the cash is good, but whatever. But spending Christmas at home, especially with the family, is, is going to be really special. Linny Ferg here, mate. Now, the Mayor of Brisbane, you must have had to lodge some papers in early to oh, get no. some uh, some leave from Brisbane. <laughs> I mean, it's a big breakup. Obviously, um, you know, it's it's been you've been the heart and soul of that team for a long, long time. Has it been amicable? Is it has it been a bit edgy? Um, do you look back fondly on your time at the Heat? Oh mate, I had I had a great time. I, mean, I think I had ten or eleven seasons at, at the Brisbane Heat, and, and I'd like to think that I've I've grown the game and and you know and introduced cricket to a lot of boys and girls. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've got no hard feelings. Obviously, there's going to be you know disagreements here and there. But at the end of the day, I'd still like to get back to Brisbane, whether that's from a playing point of view or a coaching or mentoring, whatever it may be. So there's no point in you know being a bit of a, a dick and carrying on and. Um, yeah, I, I want to leave on good terms. And, mate, those those blokes have been some of my best mates mm. uh, for the last decade. So there's more life than just, um, you know, just cricket. There's there's long-life relationships there. And someone like Darren Lehman's been really good as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're very close with Buffer. And, yep. you know, on his 50th birthday, he had his heart attacks. It just puts a lot of things into perspective. Awesome. And on the tragedies the last couple, last few months. Um, but, yeah, it's just a game. And, and it's, it changes as good as a holiday. So... That's it. I'm just yeah, freshen up, and um, <clears throat> I feel like I've got my hunger back now, and with that becomes the fun factor. And I just felt I lacked that a little bit last year. Hey, speaking of fun, uh, Lenny, you must be pumped to play in the New Year's Eve match here at Adelaide Oval. It's been the envy of the competition. There's no doubt you must be pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had the you know, privilege to play in one of those before, and it's the best day. <clears throat> it's easily the best game of the Big Bash schedule. Uh, you know, one of the favourite memories is actually Hedy. Travis Head getting yeah. that hundred oh, off the last good. Yeah, good. You know, that that's the that's BB on folklore. So I mean, I'd love to get the opportunity to bat with that guy, uh, even though he's a bit left of centre. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good man. And the other one, I get hopefully if the draft goes well tomorrow, I get to play with Rashid Khan because yeah. that gives me a few hours sleep, that bloke. <laughs> hey, um, did you hear? You might not have heard that, but I don't think he's going to the strikers, Rashid Khan. Here's what Greg Blewett had to say yesterday. Yeah. Rashid Khan. He will go to the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it on all there. superb. Nat, you're a good man, Lenny. Thank you so much, mate. We nah. can't wait to see you down here in rural blue. Absolutely. Happy punning, lads. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, beautiful. Good man, Lenny. If you missed any of that chat, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T. And uh, Crows and Port season reviews. Rocky Next is going to tell us how our teams went, whether it was a pass or a fail. Hang around. Triple M. 18 minutes past 10 o'clock, 104.7 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo on the podcast will be available at 11.30 today on the listener app, L-I-S-T and R and up the numbers. Oof. Oh, mate. Yeah, flying. <laughs> flying. flying, to say the least. Anyway, our boys aren't playing next weekend in the Adelaide Football Club and the Port Adelaide Football Club. Rocky, they both finished up last weekend with the showdown. How did you see the year play out for both sides? Yeah, both, I think, would be disappointed with how the season went, particularly Port Adelaide. We all had them top four. I certainly did. I thought off two prelims, they'd be right there competing for a grand final again. Unfortunately, they didn't go their way right from the very start. They let themselves down in the first five games of the season. Not to get a return on, on one of those games or even a couple of those games they were in them. Couldn't get the job done. And then their finish to the season was quite strong, but they didn't win those games either. They lost close to Melbourne, close to Geelong, 
close to Collingwood close, and got blown away by by Richmond. They were close to Fremantle. So I think it was a, a missed opportunity, but I think they'll bounce pretty quickly. They need to work out what they want to do in the ruck, whether they want to bring a ruckman in. We know Lysette had his issues with the shoulder, whether they chase that. Their small forward's going to be an issue as well, unless Fantasia can get his body right. If he can get back out there and play some really strong footy, with Gray retiring, Motlop retiring as well. Um, they're probably lacking that small forward at the moment, so they need to find a really high-pressure forward, a, a goal sent forward. That there's a little bit of talk. They need a, a potential high, uh, tall back. I don't mm. necessarily agree with that. I think you've got Cleary there. Unless you recruit someone as a replacement for Jonas who will finish up in the next couple of years, he's getting a little bit older, but I think he'll be better again next year. So I don't think they're too far away, but they'll be certainly disappointed. Carl Amon is going to leave that fold as well. They've done all their list changes, but they'll be disappointed with the season. Quick one on that, and I'd like your input here too, Fergie. Don't you think they need a, a, a tall defender, like to take the monsters, you know, whether it's Tom Lynch or a Jeremy Cameron, or do you think the boys there can do that? Well, I think they've done it in the past. I think Tom Cleary's got hold of Tom Hawkins nearly every time they've played, and even this year, Hawkins kicked four in that game, but he only should have kicked two on Cleary. He only did kick two on Cleary. Pushed, um, if Port Adelaide fans remember, he gave double hands in the back and got a mark, and then he got a free kick late in the game. So I think Cleary can play that role. Jonas takes the second, and then Alia plays that intercept uh, third, which we've seen, um, particularly in the showdown game, there's a lot of pressure on the ball. So the ball sat up in the air, and they were able to intercept mark the footy. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with, with you, Rock, because I feel like Alia gives them that height that they might need to cover off those monsters if there's a wrestle on the ground. When he's playing at his best, he reads it better than anyone, and he floats across and covers those one-on-one wrestles. So <clears throat> I feel like they've got it covered if they if they need to. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really pumped with the club and, and Ken Hinckley, the way they haven't acknowledged this, but they had an injury-ravaged season in my eyes. Mm. The first half of the season, and, and even coming out of a what was probably a poor preseason you've got to look at now with regards to the loss of games to key personnel. They were on the back foot from ball one and just probably never really got their grounding again. They were too far back by the time they started to get some momentum. So I feel like the bounce back is going to be a lot quicker than what some might suggest, a bit like Rocky suggested there. Those names that you mentioned coming back in will make a huge difference. I'll be interested to see the ruck combo if they go with Lysette and then Finlayson pinch hitting in the ruck that could be a real weapon for them next year because we saw that they lost very little in the ruck in the end with the way that Finlayson was playing across the ground found one in Tickle too yeah I think so so yep. there's upside to them um, but clearly they're not playing finals footy which we all expected them and the Crows Adelaide Crows well I'm not as um, confident as what everyone else is I don't think their year this year was as good as the year before and I know that they won more games and people will probably say that I'm going to be negative about the Crows, but I'll run you through who they beat this year compared to the previous year. They beat Richmond, who were playing finals. Port Adelaide aren't playing finals. Carlton aren't playing finals and the Dogs slipped in. Mm. North twice and the Eagles twice. Mm. Last year, they beat Geelong. They beat the Demons, who were the eventual premiers. So there was upside. They beat the Suns, North twice, Saints and Hawks. I just feel like they need to go to work on their skills. They need to work out what their game plan is. We know that they don't take a lot of marks. They want to play that stoppage brand of footy and it does. it's not going to stack up for them unless they find a different method because you can't just rely on one facet of the game and that's what they're doing at the moment. They're, they play the most stoppage game of anyone in the competition but they don't take marks. They don't take uncontested possession. So everything for them at the moment for the Adelaide Crows is hard work. 
yep. and it wears thin after a period of time. You need to get those easy goals. You need to find a way to hit the scoreboard easily. If everything's hard week in, week out, it becomes too hard and you can't do it for 22 weeks of the season. It's an improvement though. You win more games than the previous years. You've improved when you're a rebuilding side. I reckon we'd be harder on the teams if it was if they won seven games previously but, to the year before. But you've got to keep on improving in a rebuild. But but the teams that they've beaten, like you, North Melbourne and the Eagles, they, they were pretty much a buy this year for mm-hmm. me, to be mm-hmm. fair. I don't yep. think they were very yep. good at all. So effectively, they just beat the Dogs. They just beat Port. They played really well against Carlton. They played really well against Richmond, where the year before, they took it to the top four teams. They yeah, I agree. Us, as a team, I don't... I, I, as a as a team, but the you know you got Saligo, Dawson, these people that are improving. I reckon though, Rock as individuals, and then are well, going to yeah, help of as course. a team. Fogarty was so much better it's in the second 100%. half of the year, so there is upside there. But I wasn't as confident as what everyone is saying that it was a yeah. better year for him this year. And what about Rankin boys? This is the big talking point. You know, it's uh, been reported eight hundred, eight fifty a year or whatever that he's going to come down from the Gold Coast Suns. There's been a bit of spice in it this week, folks. Yeah, there has been. And, and look, one of my concerns is with the talent pool at the Crows at the moment, their ceiling, I don't feel, is that high. Bringing someone in like uh, Rankin would raise the ceiling a little bit, but I'm not sure it raises it enough for, for what they're going to be paying them. I don't know what you think, Rock. I think it's a lot of money to pay to pay for a small forward. I think mm. if they're going to give you an instant cog change like Dawson came in, mm. I think you'd be better off paying Dawson eight fifty. I'm not sure what they pay, but... The recruits they've brought in, of course, you have to overpay him. But if there's a boy that wants to come home, you don't mm. necessarily have to overpay him that much because mm. I think they did it with Dawson. They overpaid to beat the signature to Port Adelaide. They've done the same with Rankin. It's a lot of money in your salary cap. And we're still not sure, I don't think, about Isaac Rankin. He had a, yeah, he had a really good season this year, but the back half of the season, he dropped away as well. So is he going to improve the Adelaide Crows that much? I'm not convinced on it. If they can bring in some other talent and continue to grow that list, as we spoke about earlier in the year, they've had 26 list changes already in the last three years. Mm. So but they need to find a, a smooth point. Of course, anytime you get talent through the doors, it's really good for your footy club, but I don't think overpaying, I think it might catch up with them. Rocky, I, I feel like the small forwards are cherry on top. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're not, the, not going to win your games. That, sorry, they are going to win your games, but they're not going to keep you in games. 04885 to get in touch with that. Great recap there, boys. Triple M. Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on listener, 24 minutes away from 11 o'clock, 19 degrees today, a little bit cloudy and then beautiful, 21 degrees tomorrow. The Carlton Blues, they were 8-2 and two to start the year and finals bound, but it didn't work out. It's going to be the Blues who make it four in a row, and they set up a great clash with the Pies next week. Carlton are the real deal. They've won by a point, the Pies. Oh. <laughs> and the Blues miss out on September action. And agony to the Blues fans all over. All they needed was a draw last weekend against Collingwood. And, oh, they were flying. They were airborne at 8-2 and two there, Rocky. And, unfortunately, uh, they've sort of on holidays now. <laughs> They've gone on holidays. Yeah. They're, they're on holidays now. They were uh, a sure thing for finals about halfway through the season. They mm. were they were all wrapped up. Even the last couple of weeks, they lost a game to Melbourne by three points. Yep. The Crows belted them here, and then they lose that game in round 23 by a mm. point. Same sort of thing happened to me, though, my first year at Port Adelaide. Oh, I think right. 2018 was sitting pretty on top yep. after about round 14. I think we were 10-3 and three or 10-4, and four, pretty much finals guaranteed. and. Oh, uh, 
we thrilled away as well. We missed finals that year. Do you miss finals that year? You missed finals that year, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting. So Brutal. with that as well, with Carlton, my um my brother just placed a uh, a, a gentle dollar on um Carlton to finish top four at the start of the year. So gambling responsibly, That's obviously. Right. <clears throat> they sports bet paid it out in May. Hundred <laughs> percent paid it out in May for to finish top four. Yep, that is, and one obviously of the great you know jokes. finish ninth, which is quite incredible. That so really is. yeah, so we're talking choking stories, and we'll do this on one triple three five three. Make sure you join the conversation. Mm. Got some doubles to give away to the Hoodoo Gurus oh, if you don't mind. This coming. is superb. What about you, Fergie? You got mm. anything in the? Oh, there's one that sticks in my mind recently. Um, now, I, I was looking through the uh, Barossa Light and Gawler Football Association oh, fixtures. On. Now, I, now speaking to our mate, oh, no. Andrew Juice Newton-Jarman on the rush hour, oh, um, no. obviously coaching Williston, oh, I, I um, looked through the fixtures today looking at um, finals round one and couldn't see them there, so clearly they've moved through to a prelim. But they had a tough time of it. What's so funny? No, they're done. They they didn't make it. Andrew Jarman's been sacked. Yeah, but they're playing finals, aren't they? No, they didn't didn't make the uh, top. Yeah, they didn't make finals, mate. They finished seventh. Yeah. Oh my. I said don't bring I said don't bring this up. Sorry about that. Well, that's quite remarkable in itself, isn't it? Really? Cuz they were 6 and zip at the start of the season, weren't they? <laughs> I think if you do told us 8 weeks ago that, you know, not to panic, we just need to win one more oh. to make the finals. But what about the grand final the year before? Oh, what when they were 51 points up at half time and bottled it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, we can't. This I is didn't know of, we were going here. Is, hang on, this is the never ending story. This one, this is, they're still choking from last grand final. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's, oh, no. let's open up the phones on one triple three five three. Make sure you hit us up here, Adelaide. What's the biggest choking story? Have you been a part of one? Have you played against someone? And we've got double passes to give away to the Hoodoo Gurus. Double passes galore. One triple three five three. The biggest choke of all time. We'll get to your stories very, very shortly. One triple three five three. <coughs> Fifteen minutes away from eleven o'clock for your Saturday morning, and we're talking choking. The biggest chokers of all time. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. The Carlton Blues started the year at 8-2. and two. They were flying under Michael Voss, and unfortunately, all they needed was one more point to draw the game against Collingwood, and it went horribly wrong. It's going to be the Blues who make it four in a row, and they set up a great clash with the Pies next week. Carlton are the real deal. They've won by a point, the Pies. <laughs> And the Blues miss out on September action <laughs> and agony to the Blues fans all over. Heartbreak for the oh. Blues fans there, Rocky. Oh, there's been some great stories over the years, haven't there? You oh, think yeah. of Greg Norman? Yes. He the Masters. always threw away, but there was a good BBL final as well for... Yeah, there was. It was uh, the Stars and the Renegades at uh, the MCG, the, the Cathedral of Broken Dreams for the Stars. They just oh. can't quite get it done on the big stage. But uh, look, this one um, they had in hand. You know, they were chasing... 145 against the Renegades. Um, they were one for 93. Yep. Marcus Stoinis gets out, walks to the boundary. This is what I remember for it. <clears throat> and I love the big Stoin, the yep. big oil. He comes over to the boundary and, and says, yeah, it was great to contribute at the top with Benny Dunk there. You know, we've got away to a good one. And she'll be right from here with a big wink to the camera. <laughs> oh, no. Straight out. <laughs> at the end of the 20 overs. Wow. Seven for 112. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
crumbles. All right. He's got 20 runs in about 18, in about 12 overs. Let's go to the phones. I'm one triple three, a five three, the biggest choke. Bryn from Power Hills. G'day, Bryn. There you go, guys. Um, yeah, my the biggest choke we had, I was playing for a rubber union for um, under-16s in Austin Bay. We've gone through under, undefeated all year, lost everybody. Got the grand final, 24-12 up at halftime, lost 32-24 because um, we decided we'd won the game and um, they came back and destroyed us. Oh, <laughs> no. And, Bryn, no. what was that feeling like when it was just slipping out of your hands, brother? Oh, uh, mate, I was gutted. And um, <laughs> I'll say that to you right now. I've never won a, 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 a ball tape AFL terms of flag. Yep. Um, because, um, yeah, that, that was our t- time. And the funny thing was we had one star weapon to a guy called Brian Donnelly. Yep. Brian Donnelly actually got a contract with Paramount Eels, but um, some other issues that went on there. He didn't go through with them. And um, he run, run through everybody. He said, well, Brian's arm hit, and you, you went through for a try. And that was when he decided second half, we've won, I'm not playing anymore. Mm. <laughs> so, right. Brent, but just tell us, like, the, the, the raw emotion as it was drifting away from you late in the game. You know, how just how helpless did you feel out there? Um, well, as, 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 a, um, as, a, as a forward, um, you're going to do what you can do, but when I knew we were losing and um, it came down to about two minutes and there was no way in the world that we um, could get um, score two trials, yep. I was gutted, yep. absolutely gutted. And to this day, I wish I'd run a, um, a, a flag with Nelson Bay because that club no longer exists. Um, it's combined nowadays. Yep. Um, and, yeah, mate, yeah, the feelings, the war feelings is just... You just, you're so defeated. Yeah. Um, it's like losing a dog. Let's put that way. Understandable, Brent. Thank you so much for your call. One triple three five three is the number, the biggest choke of all time. Who we got there, Rock? We got Ali from Everson Park. Ali, biggest choke. Yeah. Oh, biggest choke. Well, this is a story about my husband. He was um, playing C grade for a number of years after his um, early years career. Yep. Lost about six grand finals. Oh, no. One zero. Um, <laughs> last one, one of the last ones he played in, he was about, they were about two goals up, minute and a half to go. My oh, they're son, home. He was about 12 at the age, was so excited for his dad. Nope, they came back. They lost by a point. Oh. My son was crying his eyes out. We are all crying because we felt so sorry for him. Oh, no. and he, he decided to throw in the boots after that. And then after that, the year later, the two clubs he'd played for both took out the grand final. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's a shocker. Now, Ali, can, so, you, can you bring it up to him at all or is it a no-go oh, we, zone? We always do. And so, like, every time we're out near AFL finals, like, for his 40th, we had um, one of the AFL premiership jugs and we're like, yeah, you finally got a premiership oh. cup. <laughs> oh, no, Ali. No. Okay, thank you, thank you so much for your call there. As we go up to the beautiful Adelaide Hills, we've got Tim from Littlehampton. Tim, biggest choke? Uh, I was actually on the uh, other side of things yep. in Junior Colts cricket. Went through all year, one team undefeated, uh, and we played in the week before the grand final. Top two teams went through. We got bowled out for 43. Uh, game, we, game over. we, yep. Um, so the week week after we played them in the grand final, we didn't do that much better. Uh, forty six or forty eight, I think we made. <laughs> uh, so change of innings, they uh, rubbing their hands together, and uh, luckily I was 
had a good day with Bull. I got four for 11. Oh, but they fell three it. runs short. Oh, I just they couldn't chase for 40. 45. Just, oh, just no. had to sneak the four for 11 in there, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, mate, yep. Uh, good stuff. We love self-promotion on Triple M. Oh, Don't worry about that. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Get in touch with the show. 0488851047. Thank you so much for your calls there. Rusty is going to join us next. A bit going on with Daniel Ricardo, Fergie. Oh, there's been plenty, and oh. it's not looking too good for our man. Yep, we'll get to that very, very shortly. Talking mad Monday after 11 o'clock as well. Oh, boy. Something unethical has happened at Glen Waverley. We'll get to that. It's been Triple generous. M. Triple M. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Now on the line is our good mate, Greg Rouse from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. I'll tell you what, he is a star, this man. G'day to you, Rusty. Good morning. Hey, mate, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, the announcement that he will leave McLaren at the end of the season. I've got a bit of audio here for you. Hey, everyone. Uh, wanted to share some news. Uh, it's not great. Uh, it's bittersweet for sure, but uh, I think it's best you hear it from me. Uh, 2022 will be my last year with McLaren. Now, mate, why hasn't this worked out? It seemed like a marriage uh, made in heaven, and McLaren seemed a bit salty about it. Uh, on paper, you're absolutely right. I mean, two different cars in two years. Um, you know, Dan, a proven race winner. I still think he's enormously fast with a lot to offer in uh, in Formula One. And for whatever reason, it, it has just not gelled there, despite lots of things on Dan's side and lots of trying on the team's side. So the, the saltiness, I think, is probably in relation to the, the um, you, you know, the dollars involved. And uh, you know what? That's maybe a little bit of a learning curve for McLaren. Maybe they needed to do something different in, in a contractual sense um, to allow for these sort of moments when it, when it, doesn't, uh, when it doesn't pan out. But, but full credit, when you listen to that audio in full, that's a great example to young sports people listening to the, the show this morning on how you deal with adversity. Dan was a total, total pro in the way that he went about that and his eyes forward this weekend at Spa in Belgium. And McLaren sound a little bit salty about the payout. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was alluding to there um, a moment ago. I honestly thought they might do something a bit a bit better um, in relation to the, the announcement. The stuff on social media just seemed to be almost clinical. Like, you know, um, we're, we're, we're moving on. I get that. Uh, but I just thought it could have been done maybe with a, with a little more heart. Um, I, I, as I said before, I, I think Dan's uh, been been incredible in the way that he's handled this. Yes, it's not panned out. I mean, even in practice overnight, Max Verstappen's been, been pretty fast and Lando Norris, his teammates, ended up third quickest. Dan's down in ninth, about almost a second off um, off Lando's pace. So, yeah, it, it, it's kind of gut-wrenching, but I'm, I'm proud of the way that he's dealt with this. I think it's pretty, pretty impressive. And, Rusty, uh, is Oscar Piastri a, a sure thing to get Dan's seat, swapping one Aussie in for another? We, we talked about this on the show in recent weeks. Mm. I actually thought the Formula One contract review board had more or less paved the way for this to happen. But, in fact, the review is going to take place next week. So, as we talked about on last week's show, there is a bit to play out on this side, and it's many-fold. Obviously, the detail in that contract, if he is clear to, to move, um, certainly the rumours suggest that they want to swap one Aussie for another, as you, as you rightly point out. But the Alpine team... Um, are pretty miffed here. They, they feel like they've invested in Oscar as a as a junior, and uh, and, and you know they were keen to to retain him, and they're they're a bit gutted. And they're talking about if it, even if it doesn't pan out with the.
contract review board that they might pursue something in the French courts. So let's see. And there has been a fair bit of negativity online about Oscar and his manager, Mark Webber. I've read a bit of uh, stuff in reports about this. I haven't actually seen the, the social media. I tend to stay away from social hate and, and, and rubbish like that. Smart uh, man. If that is true, if that is true, can we just have a moment of reality here, right? This is not a quest to knife Dan Ricardo. I don't. I don't believe that. But if any of us were given an opportunity because we saw something going south in a sporting team and we thought there may have been a window of opportunity um, for us. You would put your hand up. That, that's human nature, isn't it? To Absolutely. try and play for one of one of the one of the big teams to say that you're potentially available if things change, right? So mm. I, I don't blame them if they uh, if they played that card. They're they're good people. And at the end of the day, guys, we're sad about Dan moving on. But you know what? Oscar is a driver with an immense amount of talent, and he he's earned a spot um, on the grid. And we want to see him show what that talent is worth. Now, nah, spot on, Rusty. You're a good man, mate. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Thank you. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Eight minutes past 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning. Adelaide, it's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom Aaron. From 1.30 today, the 1997 grand final recall between the Adelaide Football Club and the St Kilda Footy Club. Rude, Ditz, Yada, Tyson oh, yeah. Edwards... Darren Jarman should be superb. Beauty. Looking forward to that, boys. But right now we're asking the question on one triple three five three. What happened on Mad Monday? The end of year celebrations. <laughs> there would be a lot of people mucking around today with Silly Saturday, oh, Fergus, yeah. with uh, local finals being on and some sides that aren't participating. So a fair bit of uh, fun and carry-on happens. And uh, obviously the story throughout the week has just been damning, obviously, over at the Glen Waverley Football Club. What's happened oh. there? There was a... A bet, a bet was lost and a lewd act was performed in the oh, front no bar. Good. So we don't want any of that stuff. Nothing uncouth of that nature, no. 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 But we want to know on, on one triple three five three what happened on Mad Monday? Because they're, they're great days, and whether you're playing, obviously, elite sport like you boys or some local sport mm. like, like I do, we've had a whole heap of fun over the years. What about you, Absolutely. Fergie? Absolutely. I remember playing nine-hole pub crawl through North Adelaide. Uh, <laughs> Damien Fleming teed that up with his offside of Jason Gillespie. I was yep. about 18, and we marched our way through all the pubs all the way uh, <laughs> onto Hindley Street yep. late in the night, and then uh, onto West Terrace. Drinking responsibly. Drinking very responsibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, let's just say we were well under par, Cam Borgus and I, by the end of the day. <laughs> but uh, on the way over to Heaven Nightclub, uh, Jason Gillespie put a bit of weight on my shoulder and said, hey, listen here, young fella. You're about to march into Macca's, pick up 10 cheeseburgers, stuff them into your pockets, and you're going to make your way in and serve them to me at the bar. And sneak back. And you did I so? stuck 10 cheeseburgers into, into Heaven Nightclub up oh, to the, the bar at the top level. Oh, and Jason superb. Gillespie fed himself stupid at the bar there, along with a few other, uh, well, s- s- sensibly... Drinks, yeah, drinks. Yes, I can't yeah, let drinks yeah, responsibly, <laughs> obviously. Right. What about you, Rocky? Your, your time at the Brisbane Lions, mate, and Port Adelaide, you would have had some decent goes. Yeah, we had some uh, good times, that's for sure. But uh, actually, the new signing at the strikers, Chris Lynn, used to pop his head in. He's a mad Lions, right? Lions man. So he'd duck in on the Sunday and uh, say good day. And he always had this saying, Sonny Bill. So mm-hmm. for everyone that Bill. knows rugby league and union out there, Sonny mm-hmm. Bill Williams, he used to just charge through players, big hip and shoulders, just straight through them. Oh, and yeah. you'd be standing next to a garden or standing in the front bar, about to have a sip of your drink, and Linny would just go, Sonny Bill, and next thing, <laughs> <straight> <laughs> through, uh, yeah, on the deck. Oh, 
just clean you completely up, shirt front you, and you'll be either in the garden pulling thistles out of, you, <laughs> <laughs> out of your ears for the next hour or tab tickets everywhere in the tab. Oh, what about you, Tomo? Uh, years ago, um, I was I held one, actually, a silly Saturday up at my joint. Nice uh, done. Silly, to be honest, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it got away. It got away from me, and the day gets away from you as you do. But uh, in the backyard, and I actually dressed up as one of the one of the players involved at the Mount Barker Footy Club at the stage, and um, I dressed up as one of the players was a professional bowler, like a ten pin bowler. Oh, really? And then would play C grade footy on a Saturday, right? So yep. I dressed up as him, and he was a bigger fella. So I stuffed the pillows underneath oh, my well shirt, <laughs> and then you know I was in the the bowling shoes and all that, and then got my hands on a on a uh, on a bowling ball, which I just couldn't, couldn't believe. Anyway, so mm. I've got that. And one of the boys had painted it, gone into my shed and found some white paint and started painting this bowling ball, right? Right. And anyone that would come into the, the backyard to for their first day of proceedings, they would roll the bowling ball oh, to no. them and it would look like a soccer ball. And oh, to no. get involved into the party, oh, you had to no. kick this thing as far as you could. <laughs> Two broken toes, oh. <laughs> fractured ankle, no. sprained ankles, oh. people trying to launch these things. It was silly, it was dumb, but that's just what happens on Mad Monday. And we're going to open up the phones right now on 133353. What happened on Mad Monday, your end of year celebrations? Are you on your way somewhere now? We'd love to hear from you. we got some Hoodoo Gurus passes to give oh, away as well. Absolutely brilliant. 133353, what happened on Mad Monday? We'll take calls next. Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legend. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. 1.30 today. Do not miss it. It's going to be an absolute beauty. The recall of the 1997 Grand Final. Oh, Tyson Edwards. Oh, yeah. Darren Jarman. Big Rupert. Yeah. Ditz and Yada should be superb from one. There'll be plenty of carry on. Um, we were just talking about Mad Monday, boys, and we've mm-hmm. asked a question on one triple three five three. What happened on Mad Monday? Uh, the calls can't go to where. Yeah, there's a bit too much sanitisation <laughs> going on out the back there. We can't take them to where. <laughs> no, there's uh, too many that have come through that are just yeah, yeah. We cannot broadcast, so we're just going to move on from that very, very quickly. <laughs> but I just um, want to pitch to you boys an idea. Obviously, with this buyer that's come through mm. in the last few years, I don't know about your initial thoughts on it. Um, a, a lot of people don't like it. I actually don't mind it because. Because it uh, it get, gives the ability for the good players or all the players to be fresh and ready to ready to go next weekend. You know, you, you wouldn't have Tom Papley playing this weekend. Jeremy Cameron with his hamstring. You saw Tom Lynch subbed out late last week. I think it just gives the every chance for the good players to get going next week, and then you just go bang. What are your thoughts? No, it's a part of life. Injuries happen in footy, and I, I do not like it at all. I think the season loses all momentum. I think we're we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs now for the men's AFL season. It's great for the AFLW to kick off last night. They've got a bit of clear air for them, but I don't like the, the idea of the bye. Heading into the finals, I think it loses momentum of the season. No, I'm 100% behind you, Rock. I just feel like the the standard of footy being played in that last round was incredible. Actually, the last month, Rock, like the, it's yep. been fantastic. It feels like there's been a real build and then all of a sudden straight off the cliff. Yep. We've I, lost I all do momentum. understand that. I don't, and I don't like it. I, I feel like it was just heading in the right direction and everyone was flying. Fever pitched, I'd say. Yep. And I just feel like it's been a real Debbie Downer. Can we argue that it's going to be absolutely up and about next week, though? With the, the oh, players, with a freshen up. and it, a... It's still going to be up and about. It doesn't matter. But yep. I think yep. you just lose that, a bit of momentum. Imagine having Thursday night, um, Brisbane potentially 
go straight out against yeah. Richmond this week. And mm. then we're all talking about the footy and it just keeps flowing. And yep. it's AFL just dominates. And I think the AFL like it because they can get a few awards nights away. They mm. can start to a bit of trade talk. So they're still going to dominate the papers. But I think the season just loses all momentum. If you want to give the players a buy, do it earlier in the year. Do it <laughs> around six and around 12 and, and mix it up that way. Don't do it now. Or... Put a showpiece on and play State of Origin or your all-stars yep. of the teams that aren't playing finals. Mm. Yeah. Pick your best teams that aren't in the finals and play a showpiece game or something like that. But I think they just lose all momentum. What about the Brownlow medal last night? Why don't you do that and actually put something behind it? Because it's a Monday night. Like, it is tough for every single punter to stay up. You know, you're working 40 hours a week. Mm. It doesn't. You don't know the result until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at mm. night with people getting up early. Why don't you put it on the Friday night and go, bang, there it is. Yeah, look, I think if you've got the buy in place, then that's a good option. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, because people will be staying up a bit later, knowing they don't have to get up in the morning necessarily. So... Yeah, I think there's something in that. I do. I don't mind it midweek um, when On there is no buy. Uh, Monday, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like mm. I, maybe you could look at that. But I think at the moment, um, you know, it, it's we've just lost all momentum. Like the biggest concern I've got at the moment is that we had all this momentum. We we're getting big crowds. Mm. People were in the rhythm of going to the footy as well. Are we potentially risking a bit of that momentum of people getting to the ground? Fever-pitched crowds. We had 90 is that really going Is that really going to stop, day. though, just for a week off? I don't know. I, I, it's what, a risk what, for mine. What do you like about it? That, well, I like that the best players can play. That so, so if someone gets injured in a prelim, you want a week off then so they no, can play? No, 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 no. Well, it's no, a, it's all the same argument, though. Yeah, like, I know, but you it's can't, a pointless argument that you're making. Well, yeah, but that's only two teams that go through to the grand final. This gives the, the players for the whole final series. No? No. I'm not having it either. No. Mm? Sorry, Tomo. 048 to get involved with the conversation. We're going to wrap the show up very, very shortly. Dead Set Legends, Triple M, Triple M. 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on listener. It's the Dead Set Legends. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's the Crystal Balls Up. Right, a quick one here, boys. Oh, that's a crystal ball. That? No, we're doing the actual crystal ball this morning. So we've got a, a quick minute here, boys. What's your crystal ball for this week, Fergie? Yeah, it could be a balls up, but my thought is that the North Adelaide Roosters will win the flag this year. That's my crystal ball. They're going all the way, and it's unbiased as always. Yep, sitting pretty at the moment. I've got Nord to win the flag. They play the Adelaide Football Club tomorrow. I think they'll do them. They'll do North. They'll make their way into a granny and just uh, it take up. it home nicely. What do you got? Yeah, my crystal ball is Rashid Khan. Will not sign with the strikers. Hang on, what? Is that your thing? Yeah. He's definitely going to the strikers. Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Rashid Khan, who will go to the Crows. Yeah. Oh, no. Greg Blewett. Grand final recall of oh, 1997 no. today at 1.30. The rub is on next. It's been the Dead Set Legends. Make sure you get the podcast from listener. Come on, Blue.